Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Hello and welcome to my stupid world. I'm Eric Lane, Insane Eric Lane, for those that really know me, I guess. If this is your first opportunity at um, discovering stupidity in my insane world, well, welcome. And uh, know that this is just uh, one of two weekly podcasts that's dropped every week, which you can get anytime on your favorite podcast player. So I'm glad you're here. <clears throat> we got plenty of stupidity for you. And of course, we also have the midweek bonus mid uh, episode, which has the Genius Awards for the stupendous stupidity, my insane week in review, and more stupidity in, well, humanity. Yes, we, we, we spotlight stupidity. That's what we do here, okay? Of course, um, hopefully we're going to get to hear from Pancho Guerrero in this particular episode coming up in the next segment, uh, if he's feeling up to it. Uh, my insane Florida nephew, by the way, from Jacksonville, Florida, uh, he was feeling a bit under the weather last week. Because all I will say is it all started when his little Panchito licked a chair at an ice cream parlor, and it, then it all started. So we'll have to find out what's going on with this. Maybe he's feeling a little bit better now. Uh, and you can also interact with the podcast on Telegram. That's a great messaging app where we have Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World channel there. You can join the channel on Telegram. And uh, we'll check out some of the actual stories with video and pictures of some of the stupidity that you'll hear in the podcast every, every week. You can actually get a preview if you go to t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And there, of course, you'll be able to find such things as a little preview of the current channel. Uh, there's a little button if you want to download the Telegram app, which I recommend. It's really kind of a cool messaging app, and it's available for all platforms, uh, Windows and Linux and Android and Apple and all that other good stuff. Okay, so be sure and check it out. And, uh, uh, you know, so you, you don't want to miss any of the stupidity. And there's plenty of it to go around. And I love this, okay? Uh, nothing is more stupid than, you know, well, first off, you doing something stupid. But then when you want to try to get your four-year-old kid to do something stupid, that's even, that's, a, that's next level stupidity. Like this Utah man. He was arrested after allegedly telling his four-year-old to shoot at police officers. The Unified Police Department of Greater Salt Lake said that an officer was able to swipe the gun away just as a round was being fired. And the officer only sustained a minor wound to his arm. Police said the incident began when this man received the wrong order at a McDonald's drive through in Midvale, Utah. He then brandished a firearm at the employees, according to police, and, well, the employees asked him to drive to the front of the store 
where they fixed the order, and they also called the police. <laughs> when the officers got there, they issued several verbal commands for the man to exit the car, but he refused. Officers then pulled him from the car and began to take him into custody, but as they were doing so, the police said that an officer turned back toward the vehicle and saw a gun pointing out of the rear window. The officer was able to swipe the gun to the side as that round was fired off. The officer then noticed the child's age and alerted the other officers. Police said the child was in the back seat with a three-year-old and added that information collected during this ongoing investigation indicated that the father of the child told the child to shoot at the police. Now, there's a real father figure for you. He gets dad of the year for being stupid. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I went looking for this today. I haven't found it yet, but apparently it's out there. Some people think Pepsi just hasn't blown their minds since that we had Crystal Pepsi. Remember that? So I guess this is pretty notable. Uh, Pepsi is now releasing something called Nitro Pepsi. Supposedly, it's a first nitrogen-infused cola. I hope we don't explode from drinking it. Pepsi says the nitrogen gas creates a frothy, foamy, smooth texture, which is silkier than the typical carbonated beverages. And you know, when you have a carbonated beverage, you are looking for something silky. Uh, yeah, The Nitro Pepsi will include a nitrogen-filled capsule in its cans, very much like the Guinness beer has in their cans. Now, in fact, when you pour Nitro Pepsi, it's going to have a nice foamy head, just like the Guinness beer. Nitro Pepsi will also be available in both regular and vanilla flavors starting later in the spring. Now, it kind of reminds me of what it might be like drinking some fuel from a fast and furious hot rod. Get ready for high-powered, nitro-burning, fuel-injected cola. It's nitrogen-infused soda in a can. First of its kind, regular or vanilla. You think you're getting a Pepsi. Something light, something bubbly, something refreshing. But, but no, you're getting a thick, frothy, foamy mixture. It's Pepsi-flavored gravy. No carbonation, like swallowing mud. Chewy like oatmeal. Scraping out of the can like dog food. Although critics say that this is the worst possible time to stop Americans from producing natural gas. <sighs> well, there needed to be some gas or something to help this 30-year-old San Diego woman who tried to gain entry to her home through the chimney. But, well, as you might expect, she got stuck, trapped, upside down, and had to be rescued. But the authorities said that the woman who's not had her identity released, which I don't think I would have mine released either if I was found in that particular position, but she was trapped for more than an hour in the chimney of a Paradise Hills neighborhood home before she was freed by the authorities, according to the San Diego Union Tribune. We... When we had the crews first arrive at the scene, we did confirm she was stuck headfirst with her feet up in the chimney about midway down. That's from Fire Rescue Battalion Chief Tommy Charpentier, 
who told On Scene TV. He said her head was about six feet off the ground. She was eight or ten feet from the top of the chimney. Fire officials said the woman had been in a fight with her family when she, well, took the unorthodox approach to get into the home. According to On Scene TV, it took uh, responders about 30 minutes to remove the woman who was then taken to a local hospital. I'm sure the fight did not um, de-escalate either, just probably postponed. Okay, we have a little running family joke in my family. Every time that we make mashed potatoes, well, I should say every time my wife makes mashed potatoes, the kids will almost inevitably say, are these real potatoes? You know, because my wife never makes the potato flake stuff. It's the real thing. You know, she peels them, cooks them, mashes them. But have you ever had a hankering for a great big bowl of creamy mashed potatoes, but, well, didn't have the potatoes on hand or the time to peel them and boil them? Well, you now might be in luck. Thanks to the creative chefs of TikTok. I'm going to have my wife do this sometime and not say anything to the kids and see what they say. You can just throw out your stockpile of the just add water potato flakes or potato mixes. And forget about peeling, boiling, and mashing those potatoes. Just reach for a bag of potato chips. That's right. A regular bag of Lay's potato chips plus a pat of butter, a splash of milk or cream. Voila! That's all you need to make the beloved all-occasion side dish. Now, it's a three-step recipe. It can be made with any brand or flavor of chips, which means not only can you make the traditional southern-style mashed potatoes, but you can put a little kick in your spuds up a notch or two and utilize chip varieties like sour cream and onion, salt and vinegar, even barbecue. Ooh, barbecue mashed potatoes. Hmm. Now, to get in on the Internet's newest kitchen hack, simply boil three ounces of potato chips in one cup of water. Now, you mash and stir the potato chips until all the water is absorbed and you kind of have a chip paste. Now, if there's any water left over once the chips are nice and mushy, Just drain the potatoes and then return them back to the pot. Next, you add in your preferred dairy products for extra creaminess like milk or butter, cream, sour cream. All are great. And finish it off with a sprinkle of salt and pepper. And ta-da! You've got creamy, dreamy mashed taters made with just a fraction of the time and effort. I can't wait to make this for the kids and see if they can tell the difference. Wait till they finish the bowl and tell them you just ate a bag of potato chips. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is going to be... I can make mashed potatoes like this. Maybe I should do it and say, you know, I made these all by myself and see what they say. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> well, there's a new dating app called, appropriately named, Foreplay. It's intended for group dating. Now, specifically, it's for pairs of single friends looking to go on dates with other pairs of single friends. The app's co-founder, Danielle Dietzik, told the New York Post it's an app designed for busy singles 
in codependent friendships looking to kill two birds with one stone. Oh, boy. Your co-founder, Julie Griggs, said we're very intentionally designed for play so that all matches happen as a group. There's no one-on-one -on -one dating to mitigate the pressures and anxieties that come with dating. And it seems that people are really into the idea. Really. The app has a 9,000-person wait list. Well, well, well. Now you can have a foursome, all thanks to an app. Well, here's a man who is looking for something probably not love. He's accused of stealing a crossbow. And he did it by stuffing it down his pants. Yeah, better be careful. He won't even need a dating app anymore. There was a ridiculous video that was captured on surveillance video. The Brevard County Sheriff's Office reports that two employees of a True Value hardware store in Mims discovered two crossbows had been stolen. And upon reviewing the video surveillance, a male subject was observed walking into the store and nonchalantly stealing a pair of cutting tools off the shelf, then cutting the zip ties off of a Ravin Rio crossbow. Now, the suspect later was identified as Darren Durant and is seen in the video putting the crossbow in his pants and sashaying out of the store completely undetected. Durant was arrested. He's now in the Seminole County Jail facing a charge of felony theft. You can't make this stuff up, said Sheriff Wayne Ivey. I think this is probably what it might have sounded like. Oh, wow. Is that a crossbow in your pants, or are you just happy to... Oh, God, no! Oh, crossbow. I really hope he ran into a really good-looking woman at the store. You know, she'd look at him and look up and down and say, Wow, is that a stolen crossbow in your pants, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> now, this guy's really lucky the crossbow didn't fire off. You know, it would have been kind of like a, being at a party, you know, with a waiter serving cocktail wieners on toothpicks. Well, there's a dog owner seeking a pet sitter. Maybe this could be something you could do as a little side hustle, or maybe not. Because the owner has been slammed for her insane list of rules when she's only looking to pay 110 bucks. This is sort of like along the same lines as those, well, stupid bridesmaids and bride brides that have this insane list for their bridesmaids. Well, this is sort of the same same thing. This uh, potential pet sitter took to, uh, to Imgur to share the demands, uh, captioning their post, rude lady wants me to watch her diabetic dog for basically nothing. Now the dog owner writes, I want to make some things abundantly clear because the last few sitters let me down. I will pay you $110 for your services. You are there to make sure Junie is fed and watered and medicated. That is a fair price. You are to be there 90% of the time. Last year, our AC went out while the girl was at work and we lost two rabbits because she was not there. Any emergencies you will pay for out of your own pocket. You are in charge of taking care of Junie, and if anything should happen under your supervision, it is your responsibility. 
Yes, we do have cameras and check them frequently. No friends over, parties, or anything of the like. Keep your phone on loud. I cannot stress how much anxiety I get when I call to check on her and I do not get a response. And finally, you will be paid in full approximately 24 hours after I return. I will make sure Junie isn't showing any anxiety, etc., before I write the check. Are we clear? <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sounds like the pet's not the only one having anxiety. The sitter, of course, turns down the job, saying she's got a full-time job and wouldn't be able to meet the time demands and well, also notes that the pay was not sufficient, especially considering the medical care involved. Well, the owner snapped right back and said she was going to explain her dog's medical care in person and then added... She doubted the sitter's dog-sitting abilities in the first place. Many people, by the way, commented about how insane the dog owner's demands were. I would probably be one of them. Maybe you should just quit your job and stay home with the pooch yourself. Well, there's footage of a reporter in Ohio that has gone viral. You may have seen this because it was quite popular. It was, well, a video of the reporter's mom who dropped by while he was working. He's a TV reporter, okay? Uh, Miles Harris, he is a reporter for WSYX in the Columbus, Ohio area. He was prepping for a live segment along the side of a busy road, chatting with his cameraman, and his mom drives up. Now, Harris did not realize that his cameraman was still recording, he throws his arms up in the air in exasperation. He says, that's my mom. Hold on. His mom's car then rolls into view, and she rolls the window down and excitedly yells out, hi, baby, while the cameraman is laughing in the background. Well, Harris good-naturedly gives his mom a hard time for calling his phone a few minutes earlier and introduces her to the cameraman before telling her, don't be holding up traffic, cause you got cars behind you. Is it cause of the baby? <laughs> I'm trying to work right now. You over there calling my phone. This is D'Angelo. You can say hi. And don't be holding up traffic because you got cars behind you. This is my mom. Now <laughs> his mom then drives away, and that's when Harris realizes the whole interaction was recorded. And of course, the video has gone super viral on Instagram with over 800,000 views. Thanks, Mom! <sighs> well, you've heard of people stealing drugs from pharmacies, right? A lot of places are even keeping the stuff like shampoo nowadays locked away. Yeah, thanks, you know, thanks so much. But this is a little odd. There's a CVS near Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Three people have been charged. Are you ready? They've stolen over $1,000 in Yankee candles. Now, the theft happened about four months ago, but the cops just made the arrest. The thieves are in their early 20s. They were hit with felony retail theft and criminal conspiracy charges. Now, the law doesn't play with candle thieves, see. Last summer, another person got multiple felonies for stealing candles. The police are still looking for one of the candle thieves after the other two turned themselves in. But the remaining questions are even more intriguing. What were the thieves looking to do with 
$1,000 in candles. And why does CVS have $1,000 worth of candles in stock? And how did these thieves get away with all those candles without anybody noticing? Questions, questions, questions. Well, clearly they weren't caught in the act or it would have taken the authorities, wouldn't have taken them four months to make an arrest. But $1,000 worth of Yankee candles? My wife loves Yankee candles. We've got them all over the house. But $1,000 worth? Frankly, that's got to be at least, what, maybe five Yankee candles? <laughs> yeah, Yankee candles are pretty expensive, yeah. Because if you want the cheap knockoffs, you got to get the Mets candles. <clears throat> so a dog food company, they're running a promotion where they will pay you more than $6,500 to switch your dog's food to theirs for two months. Sounds pretty cool, right? Well, as you might have guessed, there's one massive catch. During those two months, you've also got to collect your dog's poop, analyze it, smell it, and keep a diary on how it might change day by day, especially with regard to how it smells. I don't know. I mean, it's a plant-based company. It's called Omni. They're looking to prove that their dog food has a positive effect on the dog's digestion, stool odor, and general health. So they want to see your comprehensive logs on your doggy do. Tragically, this exciting opportunity may not be available yet in the U.S. Omni, you see, is based in the U.K., and while they don't specifically exclude the U.S., they don't well, normally ship their dog food over here. I haven't seen it at Petco, so it doesn't really sound like Americans would be accepted. But hey, it's 6,000 bucks. I don't know. Maybe I'd get sniffing too. Now I just saw a deal too good to be true. I can make $6,000 just for sniffing my dog's poop. Now I don't have a choice whenever my dog farts. So I won't need no training because it really ain't that hard to go sniffing. Sniffing. To go sniffing. Sniffing. Oh, Rover's looking at me totally in shock when I get down on my knees and sniff the load that he just dropped just to sniffing. I can just see having friends over and you're going out. Excuse me, I got to go walk the dog. You're out in the backyard walking the dog. The dog poops. You pick it up and you sniff it. Yeah, I know. Your reputation could be at stake. Well, this guy's reputation went down the toilet really quick from all the other criminals out there. I mean, the fact that this idiot had never been arrested before, probably makes some sense too when you hear what's happening. He's obviously new to crime and probably has no idea what he's doing. It's a 28-year-old guy in New York. He tried to rob a police station and, as you expect, <clears throat> did not end well. He sneaks into the 52nd precinct in the Bronx through an open window about 10 o'clock at night, then tried to steal stuff from the head cop's office. Somebody obviously caught him in the act and he tried to run. But remember, he was in a police station, so he didn't get very far. They arrested him and, well, he actually nailed him before he made it out the front door. The guy's name is Carlos Luciano. 
He lives about a half mile from the station and had a clean record until now. Not really sure why he thought robbing a building full of cops was a good idea and a good way to get his, you know, start into a life of crime. Now he's facing charges for burglary, trespassing, and criminal mischief. <laughs> well, well, if you're going to go, go big. Why not? Well, here's how to make sure, though, that you don't get into heaven. Police in northern Tennessee are looking for a group of women who robbed a 78-year-old lady while she was praying in church. One walks up to the pew where the woman was in and asks, could we pray together? Well, of course, you're in a church, you know, so they're there praying together. And while they had their heads bowed, their eyes closed, a woman in the pew behind her reached into the lady's purse and stole credit cards and gift cards and cash. Well, there was a security camera there, too, that got it on video. And, of course, God was watching. Well, once the second woman finished raiding her purse, the other one finished up her prayer and they left. The lady they robbed realized her stuff was missing and told the pastor, who said he was disgusted by it. Well, obviously, there were actually two other women with them, so four total. They were all caught on the video again later on using one of the stolen cards at a nearby Sam's Club. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess uh, God gives and God takes away. They had their masks on, so it's kind of hard to see their faces, but cops are hoping somebody that sees the video can ID them. Hey! You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. In addition to checking out Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World, on Anchor Podcasts, which is our main platform, or on your favorite podcast player, you can now also subscribe and listen on your phone by going to my uh, Facebook page, at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on your Facebook app on your phone. There on my uh, Facebook profile, you can look for the podcast tab there and subscribe and listen right from Facebook. Now, it's not available quite yet for the Facebook desktop version, so you won't see the podcast tab on the desktop version of Facebook, but if you are easier to subscribe right from my Facebook page on your Facebook mobile app on your phone, you'll find it right there. So hit that subscribe button, and also you'll find me on Substack, also at E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E dot Substack dot com. 
Oh, man. Pancho Manguero. I, well, uh, Pancho Manguero because I, um, I'm, I've been snorting precious things into my nose. <laughs> is, is this from the, uh, the, the recent illness that you're trying to recover from? <laughs> I mean, it's not me trying to be Scarface. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I've, I've been snorting precious metals now into my nose. Just trying to get better. Is um, that right? Oh. I've, I've got some some colloidal silver going on, and I have to say it's been actually working some wonders. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Um, I mean, as everyone knows, my son liked a chair. Yeah. Uh, I get no respect for bringing my family out for ice cream on Valentine's Day, and <laughs> one by one, everyone started just kind of slowly falling to the illness, and I held out as long as I could and was the last to get sick, and thus I'm the last to stay sick. But I'm uh, I'm pretty good. I, my voice is mostly back. Well, you, you you're sounding a little healthier. That that's true. Yeah, because it, it it all started with the, the little Panchito deciding to lick the chair instead of the ice cream cone. Uh, well, no, he ate the ice cream too. <laughs> so so well, I'm glad everybody is back to speed. We both had some big events i mean between your family sickness and my wife deciding you know to you come down with a stroke that i did not give her i I was gonna say maybe this is more of an escape for her well i had one of my relatives just say that maybe it was a delayed reaction (laughs) i can see that too (laughs) yeah but yeah you just had that effect on people It must be. It must be. But but yeah. So so we're all sort of like on the upswing for the most part, which is good. And and everybody is hopefully now getting better rather than getting worse. So but there's one bit of of, uh, well, can I if I can use the term loosely, a hanging chad that we need to resolve from the last week's episode, which I was really hoping that you would address. Is Jacksonville smelling any better these days? I mean, well, I've, I've never had issues with the smell, uh, but the moment when I, I told the headline to Mrs. Poncho, she was like, oh, my gosh, I know where that is. And, uh, <laughs> you know, happened to be like maybe a few um, a couple miles away from where she grew up and her family lives. I guess it's always smelled that way. Like, I don't know if it's like sulfur, you know, yeah. like in like the reclaimed water or what. Uh, but I was really hoping to see a couple city streets in, in the in the story because I wanted to see if it lined up with with the actual city streets that uh, Mrs. Poncho was was telling. So me are you saying then at. that the smell could be coming from where she used to live? Is that what you're alluding to? <laughs> I I will say I never smell it when I'm at at my in laws' house, um, but there are a couple streets that if you if you're driving by and you have the the vents open in your car. You kind of get a whiff for, for, you know, five or ten seconds as you're driving by. And then, then you look at your pers- the people in the car and ask if anybody did like any SBD farts in the car. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it smells worse than the fart, I think. <laughs> well, that's good. So, well, is, is a, a baby Panchito uh, probably he's the healthiest of all of you guys right now, right? Oh, yeah. No, he's been good. He. He actually just finished uh, yesterday morning his last dose of amoxicillin. So yeah. uh, for mm-hmm. the ear infection he got afterwards. So n- naturally, this means Mrs. Poncho's run out already to grab him some little toddler probiotics to make sure yeah. that 
we get the uh, you know antibiotics don't discriminate and and so uh, she's like I want to make sure that he's all good there I never had probiotics growing up I can tell you that I turned no. out fine but well the only time uh, I ever you know, had it's it's a mother's it, love kind of thing true the only time I ever had probiotics is I had to eat a lot of probiotics after salmonella mm. I can see that. Yeah, yogurt and cheese and all kinds yeah. of stuff like that, you know. So, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's just the price of being a parent. You get to share the, the whole family <laughs> gets to share illnesses together. <laughs> oh man, well, I, I, I will tell you, I'm not going to get caught like this again. I loaded up on uh, colloidal silver nose spray. I've got a bunch of vitamin D <laughs> oh, uh, vitamins, yeah. like like you know pills to take. I've got a bunch of zinc. I've oh got my um, a bunch of oil of oregano, which has some antibacterial, antifungal, uh, anti-viral um, kind of properties to it. I will yeah. say the the oil of oregano, though, when you when you take it, I don't know if you just don't notice when you burp throughout the day, or yeah. if it makes you burp. But every time you burp, you get this little aftertaste of oregano, which yeah. isn't it's not awful, but it it really makes you kind of realize, oh gosh, like hmm. it. It, it maybe doesn't pair well with something or you just realize how much, you know, gas you maybe have, but you don't ever notice there's little tiny burps that might happen. And, and so you're tasting oregano with that. But, um, the, you know, these were some of the, the tips I've got from some, some, uh, of Mrs. Poncho's nutritionist friends from when she was in college. Oh, good grief. And so, uh, you're, you're, oh, yeah, you're, you're we've got a whole to, new medicine cabinet. We, we've got, we've got the Pon Poncho Guero family fully immunized now for any future afflictions are coming ahead it, it seems like i don't know what i have no idea what that was i we uh, he little poncho he got tested for covid and the flu uh neither of those came back positive they're <laughs> negative um i i went ahead it was so different whatever i caught i went ahead and took a covid test still negative yeah. uh, i think it's the flu still but i yeah. I can't tell you why I think that because it was a negative test from him. Yeah. So, well, let me just tell you, no amount of preparation can prepare you, though, when the kid starts teething and then they start losing their teeth and they find out about the, fa the tooth fairy. And now they're going to start wanting to get money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And if you thought inflation was already bad right now, uh, it's only going to get worse for the parents, yeah. I think. Yeah. But but I will say that the kids, you know, this might work in favor of the kids. Yeah. Um, I, I I saw this and I I couldn't help but just think about grabbing the story because of all the all the talks and buzz of inflation going on right now. Mm -hmm. um, if you know if you're still waiting for that cost of living raise to help with inflation, then you might be waiting for a bit longer here. But it looks like kids have already gotten one, hmm. and that's because an annual poll has found that the the uh, tooth fairy. Is now paying more than five dollars per tooth, cool. and this is for the for the first time ever wow. more than five bucks on average. Uh, the average uh, this year is going to be five dollars and thirty six cents <laughs> per tooth. Um, right, I know I, I'm waiting for kids to fight for fifteen for their teeth, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> then you're really going to see tooth inflation go up. But uh, <laughs> this is compared to 2021 last year. The, the average cost is about $4.70 per tooth, right? Yeah. Um, which was also a record. Now, this is a 14% jump in 12 months. This is it's about double the rate of inflation. So, you know, the kids are getting about, it was this inflation was 7% last year. So mm -hmm. they're getting a little extra this year. You know, it might only be that few extra cents, uh, mm -hmm. but still. 
Yeah. You know, it's more than what we're getting. And the, the kids in the Northeast, they're even getting a, a, a bigger jump because that's a whopping about $7.36 uh, per tooth. Yeah, well, cost now, of living is a lot the, more expensive up here in the Northeast. I was say, that's why. I was going to say, yeah, the, the cost of rent in, in one's mouth for the teeth is also <laughs> astronomical. So, you know, that's probably why the teeth are trying to get out of there. You know what I mean? It's, the, the because, you know, you know why it is people up in the Northeast don't smile as much. That's why. That's, yeah, that's it. Because they can't afford the, the, the rent. Their teeth can't afford the rent in their mouth. So they go down to, to the, uh, these country or Southern States. And yeah. um, now children down South, they're, they're uh, next. They're at about uh, $5.77. And, the Midwest, they're they're four dollars twenty seven cents. So kids, think about maybe moving down south or up to the mm-hmm. northwest if you want to get yeah. a one extra dollar for your teeth. Um, now, the the kids out west. Now this is surprising because you know California, right? You're talking about a big cost of living as well, but it's four dollars and eight cents per tooth. Wow. Now I I have a theory about this, and it's probably due to the fact that there's such a high supply of teeth out there because. <laughs> You see how many, you know, what the homeless population is out in California. Wow. I think it's, I think it's affecting the, the supply and demand of teeth out there when it comes True. to the, uh, the cost of those. This, this is ultimately just a message to new parents here that you might want to start safe. Back in the day, if a kid lost a tooth, the tooth fairy would leave a quarter under their pillow. Well, times have changed. The going rate for a child's tooth is now nearly $5 per tooth. If you've got a lot of kids, that's going to cost you. Until now. Welcome Tooth Fairy Savings and Loan. Tooth Fairy Savings and Loan has family plans to accommodate up to 10 children per family. So you can afford to fill your child's brain with a make-believe fantasy figure. Open an account today at Tooth Fairy Savings and Loan and continue lying to your children tomorrow. Price per tooth adjusted for inflation. Tooth Fairy costume not included. Member FDIC. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, like you said, I think you have a point. You know, they have more teeth out west because down south, you get, you know, five or six people together, you have a full set of teeth. <laughs> you know, that's true. Yeah. You know, so if, you wanna, if you want to de- deflate the value of your teeth, uh, wait, 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 de- well, yeah, you, you know, you know what it is. I'm yeah. not going to get into Well, I, I, here's the another theory. Another theory is maybe the, the teeth are not, you're not getting as much per tooth out West because they got to save all that money to buy gas. <laughs> that's true. You know, I guess it's okay though, to have a fairy, Flying around, swapping teeth out for money. I mean, Tooth Fairy's been doing it for, you know, generations. But my question is, is it okay for a six-foot man goat to be wandering around your neighborhood? And what is he after? Okay. This really sounds kind of terrifying if you're into this kind of thing. But there's some locals that are in the village of Staverton over in England. They have been reporting seeing this six-foot goat man in the early hours of the morning. So there's witnesses that are saying that they saw this creature briefly illuminated by car headlights, but then a second later, it was gone. I don't know about you, but I'd turn around and go home if that was me. (laughs) The person posted about their sighting on Mumsnet. It's a kind of a, a social network there in England, writing in part that it was about the height of a person, maybe six feet or over, but had short, powerful legs and hips which seemed to move in a circular fluid fashion. It wasn't a deer because it stood on two legs. So this was in the Midlands and in the area that is traditional, you know, rolling fields and woodland. So people are replying to this post saying it, well, might've been a wallaby, 
as there have been some sightings of those animals in the area. But a, a goat man, that sounds... Oh, I've, I've heard of the goat man before. Kind of like oh, the dog man. You, you ever heard of the dog man? I have heard of the dog man, yes. Yeah, yeah. Very, very similar. I, I, I'd like to think that this is some ancient cryptid, you know, creeping around. And uh, it just gives me more reason to want to go looking for those Kentucky cave goblins once and for all. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've never forgotten about those Kentucky cave goblins. <laughs> I, can, can you imagine a, uh, like a live broadcast of, of, of the insane Eric Lane stupid world going cryptid, you know, uh, supernatural or paranormal hunting at night, like those those cheesy shows that you kind of oh. get on. But for yeah. some reason, like the History Channel or the Discovery Channel, when right. you realize that the content's really gone down the drain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I personally love the story, though. Um, it, it makes me think of our uh, our dinosaur that showed up on, on a Florida person's ring doorbell or, or camera. That's right. In That's the backyard, right. and uh, I, I'm one of those guys. I, I don't buy into to the whole UFO and cryptid thing. I know UFOs. I I get where you can have an unidentified flying object. I, I should say aliens, right? Sure. Aliens, cryptids. They're fun. It's fun. Right. I like. I, I'm I'm the guy that I want to believe. I just can't get myself yeah. the the full nine yards there, you know. Nope. Nope. Uh, but. I'm not really sure that that a goat man is really much worse than spotting like Bigfoot or a UFO. Right. You know, when it comes to this, because, uh, well, with UFOs, we, we kind of know them as flying saucers. Sure. Until they change into flying triangles. <laughs> now, I don't know, you know, I, I've seen my fair share of uh, these dumb alien shows uh, mm-hmm. on the places such as the History Channel, because... As much as I don't believe and want to believe, I kind of find them a little campy and fun, like like in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way, you know, yep. and uh, or an ironic way. I, I, I find it fun. And, and so a lot of the UFOs, they're actually not just flying saucers, but there are almost more than stuff flying saucers. You get these, like, pillar cigar-shaped UFOs mm-hmm. as well as pyramid-shaped UFOs. And mm-hmm. so... Alien hunters, naturally, well, they're left stunned over any any object that they see anywhere relatively close to the sky. But there's a, this is after a bulging triangle UFO was filmed lurking over a major city for two hours. And the usual object was spotted prowling the skies of Islamabad. Uh, this is in Pakistan. Though this is broad daylight as well. This is by an extraterrestrial enthusiast. Godsmacked Arslan Warwick says that he spent a lengthy two hours watching the triangular shape hovering above the capital. And the 33-year-old was mesmerized by the unusual object drifting over the city's wealthy DHA-1 district. And the clip has now sent Skywatcher's tongues way, uh, wagging, right? Yeah. The the recorded video there, it's of the UFO making the most of... Um, well, mo- most of the clear airspace over like a 12 minutes, um, that's when he got recorded. And he got them from different angles to acquire the best view. Right. And the businessman, formerly of Birmingham, he then shared that the unbelievable sighting on the Internet for other alien fanatics to enjoy. Now, when I when I looked at the picture, I was like, it almost looks like a pinprick. And then he, you, you see it zoomed in, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I fully see it. But yeah. uh, Arson explains... I don't know what it was. I filmed it for over 12 minutes at different times, took dozens of pictures, and observed it for the best part of two hours. 
To the naked eye, it seemed like a black round rock, but as I zoomed in, I could see it was roughly the shape of a triangle with a clear bulge on top towards the back. Now, I think, you know, when I think about this, uh, two hours is a pretty long time for a drone, right? Even even sure. really good quality drones, they're going to run out of battery before then. And, and, uh, and if there was an object up there, especially if it's a dark object, I think that's fair to say that there is something there. But over, mm-hmm. over Pakistan, I'm almost wondering, like, what, what's the U.S. government trying to spy on over there? But I don't know. <laughs> now, when it comes to bulging UFOs as well, I don't, I don't know if they're from a different planet, you know. Um, but I don't know if we really need to start fat shaming the, the spaceships. <laughs> you know? Right. The, the bulging is probably just to fit the giant heads, though, maybe. It's, it's, right, right. Yeah. In, in high school, uh, I had a bul- bulging triangle UFO on my forehead as well, if you didn't know this. And mm. all I needed was a little bit of zit cream. True. That's true. I, I think I had a few of them myself come to think of it. And some of them, they were white capped, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, it's. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not into the whole UFO thing either, you know, and, and uh, like what you said, most of these things, you know, you see them and you see a little speck and then they zoom in and it's all grainy and you can't make anything out, you know. But yet the funny thing is they can post these crystal clear, beautiful pictures on Instagram. You know, I don't I, get it. As a, in in, a, in a, a 4K HD kind of world, <laughs> you have no good, you know, clear thing. But I would like to see an Instagram filter on like a, a UFO or an alien or something, you know? Well, it does kind of freak us out anytime that we find out something, you know, that's out of the ordinary. You know, if it's something either on the ground, flying up in the air. But when we do find something out of the ordinary in our body... <laughs> a whole different level of crazy okay i don't know i've got allergies you know that i i I have a perpetual allergy my my wife always says you know oh i never get sick you know the issue and everybody else gets sick i i don't get sick i mean we've had everybody in my house test positive for covid i've never had a symptom so so i've got allergies though 24 7 all the time i'm always in fact i had to go out you know this week and buy me another box of advil okay so i know what it's like to have bad allergies especially when the pollen count says that you know it shouldn't be that bad but the the pollen finds me okay but imagine finding out that you have allergies for for this reason there's this 38 year old guy in new york he tells his doctor he's been having a pretty hard time breathing for several years didn't know why so they just decided we'll stick a little camera up your right nostril and to find what the problem is you know could be like some people have gotten tumors you know in their sinuses and they've oh, had yeah. other things, you know. Well, they didn't find that. They discovered a tooth growing inside his nose. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an incisor, okay? These are the teeth that are in front of your mouth. I think they're the, what might, you know, be called the eye tooth. You, you've heard of the eye tooth because they grow underneath your eyes, okay? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they, I mean, they can clearly see this tooth poking out into his nasal cavity. Now, I mean, extra teeth aren't unheard of, frankly. I mean, but usually they show up near the roof of your mouth. I mean, not up inside your nose. So at, luckily, at that though, point, it's basically a tusk. <laughs> 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 so, well, luckily, he's OK. I mean, they, they actually had to do surgery to remove the tooth. And so he's definitely breathing a lot easier. Did you see the picture of it? Oh, gosh, that's a nasty picture. Whew. It's going on the I, Telegram channel, that's for sure. 
Yeah, that is the, no the X-ray. That's that's uh, kind of fat. that's a long tooth. Yeah, yeah. He's, he he was long in the tooth when you come to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, the good news is like I guess he gets like a five dollar off coupon from the uh, the extraction. My my it, question it, is this: he, He's got to just get the five dollar refund from the tooth fairy. Is all. Well, I, I was going to say, how does that factor into the tooth fairy we were talking about earlier? <laughs> that's what I was saying. That's um, man, that, that's crazy. I'm I'm really glad that uh, I don't have teeth growing through. It's it's like something that you see from um from like rodents or, or things like when they don't chew on something and their teeth just start to grow and they like flip around and grow through things or like tusks that grow through the roof of like boar's mouths. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess this guy can start to breathe easy a little bit and, and, uh, you know, I, I was gonna say, and get, get a little bit of extra, I guess, chomping power. Um, <laughs> if we could push the tooth back down, uh, I don't think it works that way though, no. but <laughs> even though he may not have needed, uh, Benadryl, I think that he needed some Colgate. <laughs> yeah. And, get a special tooth. <laughs> I think it's Do they make toothbrushes small enough to... Yeah. Be able to brush your nose. My um, nose tooth. <laughs> I didn't, right, exactly. You don't want to get a cavity up there. And, uh, <laughs> and finding a tooth in, in your nostril, it's probably about as rare as coming across like, a drunk Amish buggy driver. Wait a minute. Um, you know, maybe it's not that rare. Uh, because we've, we've got cops. This is hilarious. Cops in Jefferson County, PA. So when you're talking about the Amish, this is where you're thinking of anyway. Yeah, they made an unusual traffic stop when they said that they pulled over an Amish horse and buggy in Brookville that was being driven in a reckless manner. And so the officers claimed sparks flew from under the wheels or from the wheels <laughs> as the 20 year old driver, Ray Byler, braked to allow the patrol car to pass. <sighs> when asked, Byler then admits that he had had a couple of beers before getting behind the reins uh, and, and cops said that. The um, well, uh, well, that's what the cops said. And the officers, they waited for a family member to retrieve the skittish horse before arresting Violet for alleged. I guess they didn't want the horse to like take off while right. it was un unmanned, you know. Um, right. And they arrested him for allegedly driving under the influence, which poses the question: What kind of beer do the Amish drink? You've had a long day at the farm. What you need is a beer to crack open, so you don't think about modern technology that could make your life exceptionally easier. You need Amish Light, the perfect way to end your 17-hour workday. When you drink Amish Light and look at the stars, you'll think, heck, I don't need a TV when the sky is the Lord's greatest entertainment. Amish Light contains such a small amount of alcohol, it's impossible to get hung over. So drinking it won't hinder your morning chores. Still, do not get behind the reins of your buggy under the influence of Amish Light. And after a few, your cousin will start looking pretty cute too. Amish Light Beer. It's just like the Amish life itself. Simple and not really that good. Refrigeration of Amish Light is not recommended. Now, it's a pretty scary scene, if you ask me, because when pulling over the buggy, the police car reached speeds in excess of 12 miles per hour. Ooh. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think a drug Amish guy, it's about as rare as a celibate priest, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly. I, 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 you'd be surprised how often things like that happen around here. It's just great. But I love the fact that the guy tells the cop, well, I had a couple of beers. 
Uh, apparently, it's all it takes for the Amish to get drunk. <laughs> That's right. You know? Oh my goodness! You're like, you know, I think the confusion was that the the horse is the one that had the couple of beers, not the driver. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and and, and I, I make jokes about this all the time. People say, you know, you really should be talking about the Amish like that. They get offended. I'm like, they're not even going to be listening. <laughs> you know, <laughs> think about that. Yeah, you know. Of course, when I see some stupid driving i kind of wondered to myself you know where is a cop when you need one have you ever been in that because that situation you know oh They're all never, the time yeah yeah it's, it's like such a dad thing to, to say too oh, when you're in the yeah, car exactly you know of course this is the one time that well i mean it was right there you know i mean but i guess when you need to call for help this one guy found a very creative way to do it all while teaching the perp a very valuable lesson at the same time this is also from pennsylvania and, and I really hope I, I'm looking forward to the audio from this 911 call. This is beautiful because it's probably the, one of the most entertaining 911 calls we'll ever hear. Somebody, <laughs> somebody in Altoona, Pennsylvania, which is about 90 miles east of Pittsburgh, uh, and also the uh, main headquarters of the Sheets convenience stores, which we all love up here. But anyway, somebody there in Altoona, they went to this car wash. It's uh, one of these coin operated car washes that you, you know, wash your own car kind of thing. So while they're there, some guy hops into the driver's seat of this dude's truck and tries to steal it. Now, is that dumb or what? But, I mean, the guy's 25-year-old Jason Almeida. He hopped in the truck while the owners weren't looking and tries to drive off in the thing. But, of course, they heard the engine start. So they ran to the passenger side door and yanked old Jason out of the truck. Now, here is why I wish there was audio. So... The owner of the truck, I mean, I, I could see people in Pennsylvania just beating the snot out of him, you know, but no, no, they were more creative than that. The owner of the truck actually held down Jason and then forced him to call 911 on himself. <laughs> <laughs> so this is beautiful. Cop shows up and arrests him. Now he's due in court for theft charges. But I would love to hear that 911 call. I mean, this is yeah, just. I can see it. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> that's amazing so guy tries to steal the truck and ends up calling 911 on himself yes yes this is one of those headlines <laughs> that you can't like you can't make up it's, it's so crazy it's gotta be true <laughs> oh i love it i mean kudos to the owner of the truck oh absolutely i i think that we need more people like this right um, because not, well, hey, not only does it like more people hear about this kind of story, it makes you think a little bit more, um, about like the fact you're not going to get away with things like that. And it adds a little bit of light, lighthearted humor, um, sure. better, better to make it attempted, um, you know, theft as opposed to actual theft as well actual i think theft. right exactly yeah i think the, the the last story that we've got here I, I just have to say stories like this are i'm pretty sure why this podcast exists exactly uh, the the reason we do this podcast are for stories where people just shove things up places they're not supposed to go That's and right. uh <laughs> and so my favorite story of the day <laughs> It's 2022. People are still trying to find weird new things to shove inside themselves. This is what the human race does, right? And so yep. a 49-year-old man in Iran recently showed up 
at an ER with a double aid battery lodged in his urethra. Now, <laughs> I, I think that like, hey, don't you want to start with a triple A and then like work up? Also, <laughs> don't you know that you need two double A's to make anything work, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I think that he probably needed a second one up there, and then he would have been all good. But um, and I'm wondering, you know, I guess I guess when God made the human race, batteries weren't included. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to get into how he managed to get this up here, and I'm not going to go into some of the larger size batteries that like I can right, imagine, right? right? But yeah, one way or another, he gets the double A battery up there. And it's yeah. been up there now for 24 hours. Ugh. And he realizes that he can't get it out. <laughs> so, so luckily, doctors were able to remove it without surgery. And I can't imagine what the doctor's having to do. Like, imagine the doctor who has to be there. I mean, I'm assuming you're having to manually work that thing out of there, yeah. right? You know? Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> thinking about, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm thinking everything imaginable. You know, a good massage, choking the chicken, whatever you can think of. It's... Uh, it just makes me laugh. So they get it out without surgery, which is amazing, right? And, and the, yeah. the guy gets to go home. Well, yeah. five months later, he comes back and shows back up, though. And it's not not because he's done it again, right? Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. But it's because it was revealed that he had been suffering a burning sensation when urinating and was unable to achieve a full stream of urine. Uh -huh. it, it turned out, I was, I was ready, unable to achieve anything else. Maybe unable to achieve something else is the reason the AA battery wound up there to begin with. Um, <laughs> but it turns out that there's a bunch of scar tissue probably caused by toxic materials in the battery that yeah, was causing yeah. all the, the issues there. And so yeah. if that's not cringy enough, um, take a look at the x-ray with a photo of the battery next to it as well because yeah. that battery does not look like a new battery. That looks, that looks used and... Yeah. I, mm, I don't yeah. know. It's if I, if I were to want to put a double A battery up in you know in my stuff, yeah. I would choose a new battery. I'm not going to choose one that looks scratched <laughs> up a little bit. And you know, you know, you know when a battery's kind of been burnt out and it's almost got like some some like black corrosion on the side corrosion. Yes. this was a corroded battery. Yeah. Uh, well. They did have to do surgery to fix the scarring, but he's doing better now. And uh, also, they did not reveal how the device came to be inside his penis, but they suggested a number of possible reasons, including sexual uh, pleasure, gratification, um, contraception, or a drunken accident. I think that he's still claiming that he just accidentally fell on it, you know? And... <laughs> <laughs> but I know what everyone's thinking, and some stories do have a good ending. His junk, we're being told, has made a full recovery. I'm still, I'm still though, trying to imagine if they didn't need surgery to get it out. I'm just thinking the procedure, because, you know, seriously, if they actually had to work that battery out, mm -hmm. you know, there are side effects from having to work your junk if you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I think that it was a I, I guess, well, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe 
the more they worked it, the easier it got because it just had a much straighter shot at coming out. I, I'm thinking the opposite. I'm <laughs> thinking, you, you know how wall anchors work, right? You know, yeah. yeah. I, I'm thinking more so that, you know, the, the more it was worked, they're like, we got to get this out quick. Otherwise, this thing is going to get stuck as mm-hmm. it's, you know, too much pressure to allow <laughs> the thing to to even, you know, get get out, right? <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking if it's not for sexual pleasure, what other reason would he have in putting a battery in his urethra? That's just, I mean, honestly. But apparently he needed somebody to talk to him about, you know, the, the sex talk. OK. And uh, apparently nobody bothered to. So that's what happens if you don't have the sex talk with your kids. They grow up and put batteries up their Man, man, junk. Or they think that they need batteries to make their thing work. <laughs> they need batteries yeah. to make it work. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I, which leads us to some questions we've gotten for uh, for folks asking Poncho some questions, and maybe this is a good segue because we've got a letter from Louisa, and uh, hopefully this is will end well. But she's got a situation where she is a uh, 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 her, her friend's teen daughter is asking a lot of sex questions to her okay and this is kind of an awkward situation so awkward yeah yeah so louisa writes and was and and looking for some advice here she says she's it's one of these friends that are like they're not a biological aunt but she's kind of like an aunt you you've got people that are that way they're not relatives you know so she says louisa says i'm kind of like an aunt to my friend's daughter i babysit her when she was little i've gone on vacations with them She's like 14 now, and she has a lot of questions, particularly. (laughs) (laughs) She emphasis on a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, these uncomfortable questions about sex. Okay. They're not bad or inappropriate, she says, just curious. Well, isn't all questions about sex curious? I mean, come on. She doesn't talk to her mom about that kind of stuff. She feels a lot more comfortable asking me, which is kind of sweet in a way, and it speaks to our bond, but I sure do hate answering them. I always try to answer honestly because I think it's unfair not to, but the drawback is that it kind of makes me dread seeing her because I'd rather not have these conversations. So what can I do? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I I think I'd rather just have you you having written a list of the different sex questions you're being asked. Because I would have probably gotten a pretty good kick out of some of that, but um, that is that is horribly awkward. I, 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 I guess it's good that she's got someone to go to, especially if she doesn't feel comfortable um, talking about that with your parents. I, I could I could understand that. I, I don't know if I would feel comfortable doing the same either. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if I have much advice. Uh, you. I, I, you, you could start going a little bit crazy with your answers and she might be like, all right, I'm not asking you these things anymore, but you do yeah. risk her going to, you know, uh, somewhere else that may not be, I think the answers are probably going to come from you a lot better than they're going to come from Google. So, yeah, well, um, that's true. And, you know, yeah. it could be, it could be possible that 
this is probably why this poor guy stuck a battery up his penis because nobody wanted to answer his question. That's a, that's a pretty good chance, right? And so as long as <laughs> as long as you're staying away from batteries and uh, sticking things, yeah, then I think that you're doing probably pretty good for, for, for your friend's uh, daughter here. Now, I've got one as well. And uh, this one, I in, in a way, I, I actually think that this guy is probably better than all of us. I want to hear this. This uh, Travis has a good friend here. He says that, that his good friend just isn't a phone person. And and I've got a friend like this, too. I, I just realized I need to text his wife if we need to get an answer for anything. Um, or maybe I have Mrs. Poncho do it just to make sure that, you know, things stay, uh, you know, not, not uncomfortable. The, the, no, no misperceptions of things. But and anyway, he's, he's the type of guy who will, he'll get back to you eventually. But don't hold your breath. I just found this out, though. He almost never charges his phone fully. He purposefully keeps the battery low in hopes that it will die, and you won't have to look at it. You know, you can't, can't look at a phone if it's dead. And uh, yeah. so, part of me is annoyed by this and thinks that he's crazy. Conversely, however, he is one of the happiest people I know. So maybe <laughs> there's something to it. And uh, you know, I think that your friend might be a genius. There's a <laughs> there's a possibility because I, I do think that a lot of times. Uh, you know, being stuck on the phone, you, you get like an addiction to something, whether it's, um, you know, streaming, you know, for videos or things or scrolling social media or checking the news so often or whatever it might be, you know, and, and that lets you actually live in the moment. Uh, that being said, I, I kind of get frustrated, too. And there's certain people I can't get an answer from, if, you know, or hold a conversation with uh, on a day to day basis um without seeing him so i i get the frustration but at the same time how can you be mad at someone who's probably sounds like living their their better life maybe or at least their happiest life you know it's kind of funny that uh sometimes you just kind of have to create your own um situations you know if you are kind of low on willpower you have to create a situation that is like creates a, an obvious, you know, a situation that's beyond your control. See, for instance, so if you let your phone die, then you're sort of like you have no option, you know. So therefore, yeah. you're kind of forced it's to like, make a choice. It's like setting boundaries, right? Yeah, like, you know? like boundaries not to put batteries up your Johnson. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, that's right. a rule that you know when marriage counseling before Mrs. Poncho and I got married, I said, "Look, there's one thing you got to know: it's off limits for things." All yeah, right, that's right. No, that's right. No iPhone chargers, no batteries. Yes. I, I went through yeah. the whole list. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, for, I forgot about the kid that stuck the iPhone charger up. In <laughs> but, uh, there's so much <laughs> porn up there. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It is so tempting. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. Anyway, it, you, you see a pipe, you want to put something through it, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, oh, are you goodness. ready for some? You ready for some insane games? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. You've had a couple of weeks to kind of rest up a little bit. <laughs> we'll see if that... Uh... If that, if that helps me out, or if it, if it makes me, you know, well, may, maybe some of that, uh, some, maybe some of that metallic nose spray might have, uh, you know, given you some extra boost of, of, of mentality. Uh, oh, I, I hope so. Either that, or uh, you're gonna see a really weird, whacked out poncho next week.
If you like the podcast, oh my goodness, why don't you share it with somebody, you know? I'm sure they'd appreciate it too. Because, you know, trust me, we've all done something stupid. And when we hear the stupidity of others, it sort of makes us feel better. And by the way, there's that subscribe button on your podcast player. Be sure and hit that so you can get your stupid fixed. Got new episodes delivered every time they're published. Now, you know, you get two feeds a week, which includes our midweek bonus feed that drops every Wednesday with the Insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards for those stupendous stupidities. And then Saturdays, we have the weekend feed that features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, with the stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And we always enjoy a weekly round of the Insane Game Show, which you can play along at home. You can also subscribe and listen on your phone by going to at Insane Eric Lane on your Facebook app. Uh, On your app for your phone, look for the podcast tab on my Facebook page and subscribe there. But keep in mind, the podcast tab on my Facebook page is only available on the mobile app, not yet on the desktop web version. And I'm also on Substack as well, where the podcast is published there at ericlane.substack.com. And of course, since I pick the five-star stupidity, do me a favor and give this podcast a five-star rating. And while you're at it, why don't you write a really stupid review of the podcast, okay? Because when you rate and review the podcast, it sort of helps to improve its searchability out there, like anybody's going to be searching for stupidity. But it will maybe get more folks to listen. And I might even read your review on an upcoming episode. So... You can also interact with the podcast and get these real-time updates, a little behind-the-scenes stuff, and kind of uh, any other surprises. If you want to download the Telegram Messenger app and subscribe to Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. Uh, There you can have a little more interactive uh, uh, fun by leaving comments about what you've read. I'll share articles about some of the well, stupidity that you actually hear, including some of the videos and the pictures that we talk about all the time. So visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane Eric Lane. You'll get a preview of the channel and you can actually hit the little download button and put Telegram Messenger app on your device, whether it's a desktop or mobile or for a Windows Linux platform or Android or Apple platform. And don't forget, Follow me on Facebook and Twitter just by using that handle at Insane, A-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And stop by the website sometime because my feeds are on my website at InsaneEricLane.com. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. 
And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. should be cleared enough okay all right you don't necessarily need a clear head because these are insane games <laughs> that's so, true what 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 do you feel recovered enough to to start off with the uh whichever one's most likely to have a goat man in it <laughs> i see well let's try the weatherman or porn star how does that sound there's no good choice there's no porn star or goat man, but we'll do porn star or weatherman. How's that? So, so <laughs> we have some entertainers that you have to decide whether they are porn stars or weatherman. Our first entertainer's name, and you're going to love this, it's Lexington Steel. <laughs> Lexington <laughs> Steel. Oh, man, that is such a powerful name. Um <laughs> Oh, gosh. I, I have to say porn star for that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like that he's got a battery up in his, his urethra, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely a porn star. <laughs> All right. More Here's like Sexington, I... right? Yeah. yeah. No. No. <laughs> Sexy Lexington. Well, here's a, here's a uh, personality, and it's an interesting name. It is uh, Tor Bergeron. <laughs> Tor Bergeron. Um, if it was Tor does your mom, then <laughs> I I know where that'd go. But I think this is a weatherman. Ah, uh, yes, it is weatherman for Sweden's National Weather Service. Believe it or not. So there's actually a a, a disc jockey in uh, Central Pennsylvania, and his name was Tor Michaels, which is kind of interesting. So odd to see that name, you know, outside of that. But any yeah. case. So here's your next entertainer. It is Wade Nichols. Wade Nichols. Um, I, I think it's a weatherman. Mm, it is a porn star, believe it or not. <clears throat> not sure what he's waiting in, though. But anyway, your next entertainer's name, <laughs> Bob Johns. <laughs> Bob Bob Johns. I, that's, there's something about this name. I like it. There's a, it's a weird sounding name together, but I think it's a weatherman. <laughs> it's absolutely a weatherman from Lebanon, Indiana. Very good. All right. Sounds like a used car salesman. <laughs> that's right. Bob Johns used cars. Come on. <laughs> All right. Here's a entertainer who is going by the name of Sam Champion. Sam Champion. Uh, well, I, you know, I'm going against my gut here. Uh, I think it's a weatherman. Your, your gut is probably wrong, but it was Sam. Yeah, yeah, it was a weatherman for Eyewitness News in New York. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of interesting. That that must be a, a a popular name for people in the media because I know that your dad uses Champion as one of his names sometimes on the radio. Uh, he he does have the Champion in his name there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, which is kind of interesting. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, that, that there was a dead giveaway. All right. Well, let's see how you do with um, Steakhouse or Gay Bar. I, I sent you the picture. Wasn't that a great picture? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The cockpit was a steakhouse. Yeah, the cockpit is 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah. If, if of course, if you follow us on the on the Telegram channel, I had to put it out on that. I put it out on my Facebook page too. It's a great picture of of this marquee of the cockpit bar and grill, and it says on there, "Not a gay bar." It was beautiful. I just yeah, like well. No. I think though that that it would be a great place to have a wingman, and that <laughs> the, the the best pickup line would be, "Will you be my goose?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they can have special wing nights for wingmen, right? Or I could be your Tom Cruise, or I don't know. <laughs> there you go. So here is our businesses. You tell me whether it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. This first business is in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's called Shorty Smalls. Shorty Smalls. <laughs> I like that. Well, I, I don't know many people, um, I, I would think, in the gay community who would find Shorty and Smalls both two adjectives or descriptors to um, want to, you know, I guess, I, I think it's a steakhouse. absolutely it's a steakhouse yeah shorty smalls for a gay bar would be sort of like negative publicity you know yeah you you don't really want to advertise that (laughs) of course unless of course you are coming in with a double a battery in your urethra Uh, or or maybe if you're just like trying to like you know you're kind of entry level trying to work (laughs) your way up (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, think about it as see i i i have a, a different my <laughs> when you said in, when you said entry level see entry that that i focused on that word so yeah but, yeah well uh, yeah the, the, what i would say was working your way up <laughs> yeah right so all right your next business is in uh bismarck north dakota it's called peacock alley Peacock Alley. Oh, man. Well, is it a back alley? Because that might make a difference for me. Um, I, you know, I think that this is going to be a gay bar. Yeah, well, it is a steakhouse up there in Bismarck, North Dakota. Yes. I'm not sure if they cook peacocks up there, but it would be an interesting name, though, for a gay bar. That's for sure. Uh, and the next business is called the Wolf's Den in Syracuse, New York. Oh, man. Well, anytime you've got the word den in it, you're typically looking for a place where you keep the lights low, you know, yeah. and then uh, secrets, I guess. Uh, this, is, this is for sure a gay bar. It's got it is for sure a gay bar. That is exactly right. All right. Your next business is in Lakewood, Colorado, called The Ranch at West 40th. The Ranch at West 40th. Uh, well, I think I think it will be a good steakhouse. Yeah, it's a safe enough name for the steakhouse. Exactly. All right. And you'll like this name from uh, a town in South Carolina. It's in Columbia, South Carolina. It's called Cowboy Brazilian. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so, uh, kind of over the top. I, I'm going to go gay bar for that one. <laughs> it's a steakhouse, believe really? it or not. <laughs> I gave them the Cowboy Brazilian. Oh. <laughs> uh, that would be a beautiful name for a gay bar, frankly. I, I would like that. <laughs> oh, that, that would be almost as good as the cockpit. So anyway. Oh, yeah. So here we go for golf course or rehab with this, these businesses. Again, think about the location and think about the name. Our first business, Emerald Valley in Cresswell, Oregon. Emerald Valley. Well, usually with the valleys, I think you're hitting rock bottom, but Emerald sounds really nice. You know, it sounds like somewhere you want to play golf. 
Yeah, it is a golf course. Very good. All right. Here's one in Massapequa, New York. It's called South Oaks. South Oaks. Oh, this is, it's got to be, but all my, my rules for, um, for rehabs. Yeah. This is, this is ringing everyone. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely a rehab. That is correct. Here's one that you might be able to easily get, uh, from Mesa, Arizona called Desert Sands. Desert Sands. I, I think this is going to be a, a golf course. Yeah, of course. It had golf yeah. course written all over it. All right. But what about Silver Sands in Prescott, Ooh. Arizona. Ooh. Well, we're still I, I'm gonna go back to to uh golf course still on this one. See the silver part, I guess. <laughs> silver sands is a rehab. <laughs> is it really maybe I should have thought about that considering I've I've been squirting silver up my nose. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's supposed to help you help get you better. Clean yeah, good for good point. Good the body. Yeah. Good point. Your last uh, business is in Port Washington, New York, called Sands Point. Sands Point. Lots of sands here. I'm, I'm going to stick with golf course for our sands. Yes. Yeah. Good choice. It is a golf course indeed. All right. Now we go to strip club or daycare. Some of these are really creative. I'll say that much. Okay. <laughs> these businesses, you pick out whether they are a strip club or a daycare. Again, Think of the location. Think of the name. Some could be eh, either way. You never know. The first business is called Bobby Noonan's in Frankfort, Illinois. Bobby Noonan's as a, uh, a, a daycare? I don't, I don't know about that. I'm going to say strip club. It's a daycare. <laughs> have I, I guess. Have I heard the name Bobby Noonan before? Never heard of Bobby Noonan. It must be some what? woman that runs a daycare in Frankfurt. I guess I don't know. But like I said, these are kind of interesting. Okay, here's one again going to Little Rock, Arkansas. It's called Peppermint Hippo. <laughs> Peppermint Hippo. Oh my <laughs> goodness, this almost sounds like a dirty sex move. I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to say it's a strip club. <laughs> yep, it's a strip club. I'm not sure how a peppermint. I'm not sure I want to go into a strip club to see hippos. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I, I don't know if this is going to be the place for me. Yeah, well, if that's strange enough, here's one in Lakewood, California called Jumbo's Clown Room. Oh, my gosh. I've heard this one before, and I could not. I, I've got as much of a clue as I did the first time. Um, Jumbo's. I wasn't Jumbo's Clown Room some crazy, like, we, I say crazy because I couldn't imagine. It's a strip club, isn't it? <laughs> certainly is <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> oh my word yes it is. now here's one in peoria illinois it's called the gingerbread house the gingerbread house i i'm gonna just for my sanity's sake have to go with a uh a daycare yeah well that's kind of definitely sounds like a daycare for exactly you would want, would not want to go to a gingerbread house for a strip no. club that's for sure no if you go to the redhead's house then you know that there's going to be some <laughs> no, some you would go to things you would actually go to ginger's house see <laughs> there you go so and your last business from los angeles california it's called the playpen the playpen all right these i i'm gonna go with a um a daycare now remember it's in los angeles so that it would be a strip club <laughs> yeah i i i wasn't even thinking about the location on that one <laughs> 
That's right. Things are a little different in Los Angeles than the rest of the world, you see. Oh, they're, so. they're, they're definitely a little upside down there, for sure. <laughs> so, all right. So we got a nice uh, collection of headlines where you can decide whether they're fake news or Florida or maybe future headlines in Florida. You never know. All right. Your first headline. A Tarpon Springs man was arrested after he drunkenly called 911 and claimed his wife was a black widow spider. I think I've heard this one before. Uh, This is a Florida story. (laughs) It certainly is. That's got Florida written all over it. All right. Your next one. A Cape Canaveral woman told police she couldn't be arrested for indecent exposure because the president said it's okay. (laughs) I'm going to say that uh, I think that this is a fake news story. Yeah. It's a little much. Of course, you know, if if you say... uh, it's something about the president sniffing her that might be different, I guess. I'm saying she sounds too old for the president's taste. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Here's one. Uh, a Pasco County man was arrested for auto theft after he broke into an unmarked police car with two deputies still inside it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, I'm going to say fake news on this. This actually really happened. It's a Florida story. <laughs> Is it really? I heard the buzzer, but uh, it, it's, it's supposed to be a ding. Um, now, you said it was I, fake news, right? I, I believed it was fake news. Oh, that's right. You're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not even there. Yeah. I can't believe that. That actually yeah. sounded a little bit too insane to be yeah, true. Well, uh, but imagine the looks on their faces, you know? I'm telling you. I want to imagine the look on his face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, here's a good one from West Palm Beach, where a man there was arrested for reckless endangerment after he had his 10 year old daughter drive him home from a bar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's pretty funny, but I'm going to say that's a <laughs> fake news story. Yeah. That's almost too good to be news. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> So, all right. And your final headline, a Cape, Cor- Cape Coral man did a cartwheel during a DUI stop and begged the cops to take him to jail. <laughs> this sounds like what a drunk person would do. I think that this is a Florida story. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely a Florida story. <laughs> so, not, not bad for coming off of a, uh, a week of uh, illness. So I, I think yeah, you're no, I'm, I found it all right. Yeah, you know, I think that silver might have uh, increased your your uh, sensitivity to things like this. <laughs> just the way that guy's double A battery increased oh, sensitivity yeah. Yeah. to some just other things. You, you you were definitely uh, you were definitely charged up for the games for sure. <laughs> I know. It's. Uh, <laughs> I, I was. I, I think it's specifically said on the bottle that it was not positively charged. So maybe the negative well, charge helps me out here. That, that's true. That's true. All right. I'll try to stay away from the smelly parts of Jacksonville. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, 
and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.